Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to this very special edition of Freeman Means Business Wonder Women in Business podcast. As you know, I always say everyone has a story, and on our podcast, we love to shine the light and give a voice to women whose story is moving, meaningful, and compelling. Today, we have a super-duper special guest, Shannon Knuth of Kilroy Realty. Shannon, I've been so excited to have you on the show. Welcome. Thank you. So honored to be here, Susan. Terrific. Terrific. So I know Shannon, folks, but only a little bit. I'm excited to learn more about her here today. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Perfect. Yes. Well, my name is Shannon Knuth, like Susan had said. Um, I am, uh, I like to my, my, my tagline for life is the juggle is real. So I am a working mother. <laughs> um, I'm a working mother. Um, she is um, 10 months old and I'm a wife and there's so much more to me than just business itself. Although that defines quite a bit of me because I love what I do. Um, I lead a marketing team. I'm the senior vice president of marketing for Chilroy Realty and um, having a dynamic team that I work with and love what I do on a day-to-day basis. But there's, like I said, there is more to me. So juggling work-life balance and trying to continue to be positive and have fun along the way. Let me ask you about that because I love that you said that. I'm not sure I've ever had a guest remind us that, you know, we can't be defined by our titles or our work roles. I mean, we're, we're so much more than that. And it is very difficult. How supportive is your work environment of your being a mom and wife? Very supportive. Um, more to the fact that they're trying to have me find balance than I'm willing to give myself. Um, <laughs> so, as, which is wonderful. And I think that's due to my intrinsic motivation in and of itself. It's hard to let go. I think I'm a very type A personality. I am ecstatic of what I do and I, blessing and a curse, uh, pursue perfection in all of our marketing programs and try to, you know, keep, keep the ball moving forward and encouraging my team. And sometimes it's my team or my company that says, Shannon, go home. (laughs) Shannon, find balance. That is awesome. That is awesome. So how encouraging. That's really great. So I can tell you, you must be doing a great job of all the plate spinning and ball juggling. And um, because I am very aware of Kilroy, I'm sure most of the world is aware of Kilroy. Um, And now we want to learn a little bit from you about Kilroy, but more importantly about Shannon Knuth, the woman. So tell me more. Yeah. Um, Well, just really briefly, I, I heard a, I'm heavily involved in the mom's community in San Francisco. It was one of the most amazing experiences that I had when I was on maternity leave is to find my people and finding these dynamic women, working women, um, executives, um, brilliant, creative, that are also going through this journey of living in an urban environment and, um, you know, being on leave, but eventually transitioning back to the work world. And one mom just said is like, we can't do everything. We can't perfect, we can't be perfect at everything. So one day you're going to be an amazing wife. And one day you might be a really killer mom. And the next day you're going to kill it at your next meeting. And us being light on ourselves that, you know, we're all doing a good job and we're doing our best and um, one day at a time. So 
that that's that's very that has rung very true being um, a relatively new mother and a young executive in a fast-paced world and um, trying to find like I said the juggle is real trying to find that balance and um, enjoying the journey I have to say you're pretty remarkable you are a young executive and for such a high-level position it's so great that you have that wisdom to share with other working moms because the very nature of the word best is superlative. There's, you know, you can't be the best at more than one thing at the same time. So I love that you pointed that out. Um, I know I'm, I'm a little older and my son is off at college now. He's a freshman at Berkeley. I remember those days though. I was a senior officer in Boston working in financial services when I was your age and had a young baby. And it was very difficult to be the best at all things at once. And I, like you, am sort of type A. Um, I'm sure people who <laughs> <Yeah>. know me, <laughs> I know, sure. I'm sure people who <laughs> know me would agree. <laughs> That's well, why we get along you. so well, Susan. <laughs> yes. Oh, I respect the heck out of you and all that you, you're doing. And yes, the juggle is real. I love that. I'm going to use that in our blog that we write about you. Um, Tell me a little bit, how did you come to be where you are? That is a long story, um, but I will, I'll, I'll share with it very quickly. Um, very much like your Empowered Women Conference that we recently had um, about the, not the only journey is up or, you know, sideways and left and right and up and down. And it was, that, that was my story. I went to school for architecture. I was very adamant about wanting to be an architect during my childhood and wanted to have make my mark in the, the built environment. So I studied architecture for three and a half years, which is one semester away from getting my degree in architecture. And my final critique, and this, this will go back to, this, this will actually tie into a story of someone telling me and mentoring me into the position that I am today or in, in the trajectory that I'm going in is, I was going to CCA, which is California College of the Arts in the Interior Architectural Program, and I was a junior, um, a junior, and I had this critique where at the end of the semester, you work all semester long on your projects, and it's always been very hard for me. You know, we, we pulled all-nighters and um, got our concepts together, and it was this real grind in, in architecture, in the architectural program. And I, during our final critique, we had real professionals come in, and they would provide feedback and critique on your concepts, and that would, that's where you receive your final grade. And I was up next, and I did my song and dance and showed my final project and I was critiqued to all hell. Wow. <laughs> They're like, we, we don't understand your concept and we don't understand where your inspiration um, drove you to this particular solution in architecture. And that was very disheartening for me because how much sweat, blood and tears went into this project. Yeah. And um, I remember, th I remember this, uh, this, um, really, really well-known interior designer, Catherine McPhee. She's a, I don't even think she remembers the story, this remembers this conversation, but it had a really, really big print on my heart. She asked if I wanted to go get a drink after the final critique. And I was like, yes, please, let's go get a drink. <laughs> and we went to the, we went to the local bar and she's just like, I don't think interior design and architecture is for you. And it, it was one of those things where it's like, ouch, that hurt. Um, that, that's, I've been working all the way up to, you know, becoming this designer that I still wanted to be. And 
she's just like, you just, you, you, you may not have what it takes to be what you want to be, but have you ever considered marketing? She's like, because even though your concepts weren't that great, you sold the hell out of that project. You, you, you understood where the heart was and would, would, could talk about it, even though your solution wasn't that wonderful. And I, I took that conversation to heart and quit, not quit, um, but quit essentially the architectural program and signed up for business school. And it was this really big pivotal turning point in my career of knowing and taking to heart that I may not be great at everything, but I'm good at something. So I started all over and got my business degree so I could stay in the built environment, but be in a different capacity and got an internship in, a, in the marketing department in an architectural firm and rose very quickly. So that one conversation, that one pivot helped me find the spot that I am supposed to be in. And so now I've been in the marketing capacity for real estate and architecture for over 10 years and rose quickly. And now to where I am today, where I'm uh, leading a dynamic marketing group for this incredibly large real estate firm um, in San Francisco. And it's been a ride. <laughs> I want to say something about your courage. So to me, uh, in my wisdom that only came with age and years in, in work, um, I've learned that feedback is a sign of respect. You know, when you're younger, you don't always take it so well. You're like a little defensive. And, but now I'm like, you know, it depends on how the person says it. And the fact that this woman cared enough about you to share this feedback with you is really quite remarkable. And you took what you learned and you made something better. You, you course corrected. And I think that's incredibly exactly. courageous. That's, and, and to tell that story. So the woman you refer to at our amazing event um, that we'll talk more about is Marla Sofer. And her presentation had an impact on you. And I think when she hears this podcast, she'll be delighted that she um, had an audience member that related to her story. So I think a lot of us can relate. I know I can. My elevator didn't go straight up and down. Often I was on the left to right elevator. So um, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty incredible. So first of all, I should have thanked you right off the bat for your um, sponsorship, participation, support, not just financially, but being there and, you know, your engagement during the day. Folks, Kilroy Realty was our platinum sponsor for our recent Empowered Women 2019 event in San Francisco. And it was an incredible event with 150 women and men on board at this all-day affair. So Shannon, if you'd like to share a little more about your perspective, I'd welcome that. Yes, definitely. Kilroy was very excited to be the, the the platinum sponsor for this particular event. Um, Empowered Women is a, in general, is a very important conversation. And um, as we're looking through where we are putting our efforts and our funding is, is, is putting them towards valid um, conversations and valid initiatives. And so as a, as our core initiatives of Kilroy, uh, sustainability, teamwork, and innovation are kind of our core values. And so if they fit within there, and since women in leadership and me being uh, a woman and an executive at Kilroy, is, this was a, a great opportunity for us to put our money where our mouth is. And we wanna be out in the, the public 
saying that Kilroy wants to be a part of these conversations and we want to invest in our communities. And so this is a great opportunity for us and we're, we're looking for you know, further opportunities for us to be a part of that conversation and set the stage, be the benchmark. Real estate is, um, is, is, an, is an interesting industry in and of itself, um, just looking at the demographics of real estate moguls across the world and across history. And, um, you know, us being over 50% women is something that we're really proud of and wanting to have equity in the workplace. And um, so Empowered Women was just the right event where we could support and we were, we were really proud to be a part of it, Susan. Well, I can't thank you enough, but I also would like to recognize Kilroy for um, the fact that you, you do put your money where your mouth is and you engage not just with cutting a check and mailing it somewhere. You were there. You were on site. You were speaking. You were moving. You were helping, actually. <laughs> there were times when I'm like, Shannon, can you help me with this, that, and the other? You had people at your tables who were actively engaged. And um, I, I will talk to you more offline about other opportunities that I know across the country where this same event will play out in Houston, Chicago, Philadelphia, Boston, et cetera. But um, the fact that you're more than 50% women, that just blew me away when you said that. So I am very aware of all that Kilroy does, especially in my neck of the woods. Um, I see you everywhere I go. I see something, some beautiful um, work of yours or an engagement that you've, you've embarked on in my backyard. So I love what you do. Uh, I know that you're a global company, you're huge, you're very um, strong financially, and you're doing great things to change the landscape across the country. Thank you. No, um, very, very incredible firm, very proud to be a part of it. We are actually a West Coast-based firm, so we yeah. primarily develop, own, and operate work, like dynamic workplaces up and down the West Coast. We have an amazing what I refer to as a captain of our ship, which is our CEO, John Kilroy, that understands the needs of what the market is looking for as far as the workplace. Our tenant base is primarily tech and media. We're publicly traded, traded on the New York Stock Exchange. We're growing like mad. We're delivering these amazing, sustainable, dynamic properties where people want to live and work out of. And it's a uh, it's an exciting time for real estate and it's an exciting time for, for Kilroy to be a part of this growth in the economy and being a part of just the built environment in general. It's, uh, you know, it's, I think your, your company is incredible in many ways. One, you just pointed out that the, the properties that you are involved with are sustainable. They, they are work and personal life, professional and personal life balance. So work and family balance they are that personified because I know some of your properties and I know that people can live, work and play in and around those areas. And I think the challenges that exist in the Bay area specifically, um, you have met beautifully. You have definitely, um, you're, I think a solutions provider to the challenges in the real estate market that we um, experience here in the Bay area. So I, I just want to give that little shout out to, your team. And yes, John is amazing. So um, very aware of his leadership. Yeah, yes. And I'm looking forward to what's next for Kilroy, how we are going to continue to innovate. We're, we're, we're really not a firm that um, is complacent or settles for status quo. We like right. to be setting the benchmark for the, for the real estate industry to provide better solutions um, to deliver 
the hundred year model we build to last, we build where people really want to be in. We want to create workplaces and spaces that really have genuine experiences. Um, and that, those are challenges in and of itself. And so continuing to partner with the, the, the best and the brightest and to uh, listen to our tenants and listen to our partners on what types of spaces that the, the world is constantly changing, the workplace yes. is constantly changing. So it's one of those things of being active listeners and um, providing those, those solutions for both companies and the, at the individual level of employees of what makes you do your best work and space is a big part of it. I love that. I love that. So for the listeners out there who are in the Bay Area, I can say this. We all know about the uh, jobs, transportation, housing imbalance, but I want you to look at Kilroy as a solution to that problem that we all are aware of because of the spaces that you create being so innovative. You're more than a thought leader. Um, I know that you're a thought leader, but you actually put together some outcomes that are um, unique solutions to those challenges we all know so much, uh, so well in this Bay Area. Well, let's get back to you, Shannon, because you amaze me um, personally. Tell me a little bit about your proudest professional accomplishment. Ooh, my proudest professional accomplishment. Um, well, definitely not done in silo. I, I would say that my proudest moment, at least there's many, uh, but is the my team. Uh, I would have to say that putting together, assembling a team of dynamic people that have, that are hungry, that want to grow, that are creative, that um, have intrinsic motivation in and of itself and working collaboratively, collaboratively together to develop outstanding products is probably my proudest moment. So I have currently have a team of 10, which to wow. me is quite, quite big up and down the West Coast. And each individual has their own strengths that collectively where I would like to say we're unstoppable. So when I say my, my proudest career moment, I didn't... It, Ooh, I didn't want to, um, I didn't want to, that's funny. That's okay. That's the work um. life we live in, right? <laughs> yes. I'm like the random phone in the conference room wanted to ring. So, you know, this, this idea of like what my personal proudest moment is, and I was, I was doing this reflection about, it's not just about me. It's about the collection. It's about the we. And I started the marketing department for Kilroy five years ago, which boggles my mind that I was head-ended into this position to start a formal department. And there was no real process or procedure. And having, being relatively young, um, having the experience, but not the decades of experience, but having experience and the wherewithal to, to do such a challenging project or, uh, you know, position that I had and where we are today from zero to 10 from a formalized department with process and tools and technology that support the $10 billion company evaluation of $10 billion just makes me incredibly proud. Well, <laughs> and um, yeah, like there's just so many, so many things. I'd like to reframe that a bit. So folks, you can tell that Shannon is, um, saying that it's not about her, it's her team. And, you know, that's what a good leader does. What you just did was beautiful. Framing the narrative around your team rather than making it just about you, even though I pointedly asked about you, 
you did what excellent transformational leaders do and you made it about your team. And I just love that. And I want to make sure the listeners understand that transformational leadership is so rare and it's such a, it's the way to go where everyone on your team is valued, regardless of position, title, how many years in the business, et cetera. So for you to have said that, bravo, yay. That was awesome. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you very much. Um, Nothing is ever rarely done in isolation. Um, Great work is done in collection. So I couldn't help but attribute the brilliant minds and energy that I already have within my, with my, in my group. And it's been, you know, I owe it to them. We owe it together. We, We do it together. So thank you, Susan. Appreciate that. That's awesome. That is awesome. So EQ right there, folks, you know, that that's, you know, people are like, what's EQ? It's, is it more than a buzzword? It's absolutely more than a buzzword. EQ emotional quotient in a leader is what is, uh, changing the world today is what will bring equity to the workplace. Um, listening with empathy and not judgment. That is what will bring equity to the workplace. So thank you for walking the walk and not just talking the talk. Sometimes marketers, you know, we can spin anything, but no, you're the real deal. That's really awesome. Um, let me ask oh, thank you. I appreciate in that. your path, um, I love that you shared the story about the woman who asked you out for a drink. After that feedback, I might've had more than one, but um, <laughs> Who has been your <laughs> inspirational mentor? Oh, I have a lot. Um, their inspirational mentor, I would say the recent one is there is at work, I think I have personal and, and professional. So we can start with professional first is I, there, there's a particular executive at Kilroy. Um, his name is Rob Perot. He's the head of leasing for, for Kilroy. And I, don't now but I I recently I used to report to him and he was this type of mentor and leader that was like you know what you're doing you need to I will be here to be your advocate but I will stay in my lane and you do what you do best and he has been wonderful so there are these different types of leaders and not saying that one is right or wrong but more active and more passive and he was very passive but also became a true friend um so anytime i needed to bounce off ideas or needed to have you know go up to bat for a new initiative because there's lots of cooks in the kitchen and lots of different organizations and you know sensitivities and he always took the time to listen about the new initiative that i wanted to to roll out and would be an advocate for me. So he has helped me tremendously along the way. And at the same time, we personally get along. Um, he's, as I said, he's a friend of mine too. So we can talk about our, our dogs and our kids and all of these things. At the same time, I know that he can, he supports me um, when I, when I need something, um, when I need help, which is, I would say not very often, um, but when it does, it is, it's real help. And he isn't afraid to roll up his sleeves and um, get to work with me. So I, I would say that's my most recent mentor and um, has, been a, has been a wonderful partner to me. So I, I couldn't speak more, uh, any more praises. He's just a wonderful, wonderful person and wow. really admire him. Well, that's and, awesome. Um, Let me ask you this yeah. about him. Would you say that, uh, so a lot of people don't know the difference between mentorship and sponsorship, and sometimes you have one person who serves as your mentor and your sponsor. Would you say that Uh he is that person? 
He is both. Yes. I think, I think making that clarification, which I think is really rare. Um, it is. Both my sponsor and my, and my mentor and um, very grateful for, for him. And I look forward to continuing to work with, with him and doing what, amazing things together. Marketing and leasing are very close, but very different at the same time. Sure. So we run in parallel paths. And um, I know that what I do directly supports him. And I know that what he does, it directly supports me that in turn directly supports him. So it's, just, you know, Great. what so, do we call it? A, a virtuous cycle. Is that what we yeah. call them? Virtuous cycles when it comes to uh, our, our friendship and partnership. I love that. A virtuous cycle. I love that. Well, as you know, the purpose of my podcast is to give a voice to women in business and to allies who support equity in the workplace. Let me ask you, um, what do you, what, give us a piece of advice or some, you know, meaningful, you know, tip about how we can support other women in business. Ooh, there's lots. Um, I think that I, let me, we could tie back to like my direct experiences. So not, this is not built by design, um, but my team happens to be 100% women. And one of the things that us women need to do is be active listeners to each other. So yes. making concerted effort to, to have this active listening sessions. And what I try to do with my team is, which one of my newest team members said this recently was my first day. She's like, I know my job description. And we went through the interview process, but she's like, my very first day, the first thing you asked me, which surprised the hell out of me was, what do you want to do? And, um, she's like, no one ever asked me that before. <laughs> and so I think this part of helping and growing and mentoring, um, people that are younger than you or less experienced at you and being a really good active listener about where they want to grow is super important. And, um, I can only speak from experience, my personal experience, but you know, having someone feel empowered and have ownership of what they're doing and have the ability to grow in their own capacity of what they're passionate about really helps not only themselves, but the team environment. And another, um, that's another, how I, another leadership <laughs> sign right there. Another sign of a leader, a great leader right there. So I really thank you. <laughs> I'm blushing. You can't see, but I'm blushing. <laughs> um, so that's been, that's been interesting to, you know, have this team of 10 and all of them, of course, getting um, what are responsibilities that, that need to be done, done, but also growing in their own capacity and um, having the opportunity to grow in something that they're passionate about. So one particular member wants to learn video. Another person wants to learn graphic design. Another person wants to be a better event planner. And so although they're not directly related to their job descriptions, giving and carving out time and resources for them to explore that only helps the entire team environment. And so going back to your initial question is definitely active listening and really understanding both your team and your colleagues and your, you know, your friendships and all of those things of like, we're professional skimmers nowadays. We skim yes. papers, we skim the internet, we skim all these things. And so trying to make a concerted effort of slowing down, breathing and listening, absorbing and actually doing. And I think we need to apply that to more and more opportunities that we have in life. And um, that starts at home and that starts with your, with your at work. And so I'm trying to do both. It sounds to me like you have that philosophy of 
uh, what was it, Steve Jobs, who said, you know, why hire smart people and then tell them what to do? Let them do their jobs. Um, but you take it a step further in the fact that you're such a great leader, you're encouraging to, them to uh, grow to their highest potential. You know, not just do what your job description says, but if you want to learn more and grow more and do more, you encourage that. And I love that. That is a sign of a secure woman, a secure leader, a person who's not afraid that, you know, someone underneath them on the team is out to get their job, but instead that, that she helps them to develop into their highest and best selves. And I love that you said that. That's incredible. Actively. I, I know my team would, yes, totally. I know my team would, would say this, but I do say, I'm like, I want everybody to work as hard as they can. Um, and if they're interested, take my job. There is no you know, the ownership wow. part of my job, I want to, I want to, if they want it, they have the ability to take it. So they, they can, um, keeps That's me incredible. on my toes. Granted, no one re really wants it, <laughs> um, <laughs> quite yet, but, um, there's also this, this part of ownership and leadership too, that, and I'm very transparent that each of my team members is very open with them that I will do the best that I can to have them grow to their fullest potential but i will also be transparent for them if there's also if they've reached a level that i can't afford or not afford um there's yeah. sometimes there's you know there's there's they're growing beyond what i have as a position for them at, at, Your capacity, at, at their job their capacity exactly yeah. so they know that i will be supporting them whether they're on my team or not um, that is it, again good leadership Shannon, you're, I, I mean, this is incredible. This could be um, a podcast used to teach leadership skills. This is great. You're incredible. Thank you. Um, it's, uh, so, you know, we've had, I've had some of my, you know, some of my teammates fly the coop and um, I've been nothing but happy for them um, to see them grow in their own their own career and keep tabs on them. I've recently had someone leave the team and she, it hurt personally and professionally because you know we were a great partnership but knew that she needed to grow and expand her skill set in a different industry and i am grateful that i have her friendship and her camaraderie outside of the working capacity so it's uh that's life though susan um you know is being being open and active listening and seeing people grow and change and um live their best life and pursue the things that are good for them you know, I always say this, and I didn't say it first, and I'm not sure if the Dalai Lama said it first, but that's where I heard it. <laughs> this quote about when we listen, we learn. When we talk, we don't allow ourselves the opportunity to learn. You can't learn something new if you're doing all the talking. So it's so wonderful that you said active listening. Uh, again, a sign of a great transformational leader who gives voice to every person on his or her team. Thank Let me ask you this question. It's not all been a bed of roses and I'm pretty um, impressed that you shared that courageous story about that tough feedback. Um, let me ask you, I'm sure since then you've had some challenges, maybe a setback. How did you overcome those challenges or that, that setback? Well, you just gotta, gotta move through it. Um, the first big one was definitely starting over with school. That wasn't an easy financially time wise where I wanted to do with my career. It definitely wasn't a, um, an easy 
an easy feat to go to creative design school and then all of a sudden switch to the other side of my brain and go to business school yeah. <laughs> and feel like I'm starting over. But um, I moved through it. I was committed, um, trying to make the best of it. And it was like, like we've talked before, a great move on my part. Um, there's always going to be challenges. There's always going to be in the workplace too. And so giving everybody the benefit of the doubt, I think, and th th I don't mean that to sound to be naive, but, you know, communication, whether it be in your marriage or at work is so important. And um, with your friendships too, is to talk through it and understand because we always come, there always can come to an agreement. So whether there be sensitivities, we, I work in a particular department that um, people think and feel that they can do it too. Um, oh, yeah. I know brands, I know colors, I know, yeah. um, I know fonts, I know there's, I, I can do what you do. Absolutely. You can do what I do. Everybody can do what I do. I don't know if they can do it as well. <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, so one of the things that, you know, I am working with and challenging working through is, you know, creating this, this, this forum of communication. So as, Everybody wants some skin in the game. Everybody wants to have a stake in, you know, what a brand is or what the development of a project is and something that I have direct, you know, control over and working in more of a collaborative area. So everybody has a voice and that has been, although not as quick sometimes um, to get things done, it has been proven to be more successful if we stop to smell the roses a little bit and, and gather feedback and, and wishes by a larger group before we proceed. And I and that sounds super ambiguous, but I want to try to generalize it because I think this can be applied to many different aspects of business is um, people having a voice, I think is important, um, whether they be an executive or a junior person or just someone from an entirely different department that is vested in a project. Um, to have a courtesy check-in to see what their thoughts are and giving feedback. And so that's my new thing is moving through it and um, gaining consensus. I think it's really powerful that you started off talking about switching from one side of your brain to the other. And the first thing that came to mind for me is Dan Pink's book, A Whole New Mind, which talks about how hmm. the left-brainers are still going to be greatly valued However, the people who do that sort of work who cannot incorporate their right brain into their life skills and their professional work, they are going to suffer because, you know, the right brain, the creatives, the storytellers, those who can compel, that's where the future lies. I mean, technology, we will be able to handle a lot of what left brainer only people do. So it behooves them to start to incorporate some of their more creative sides to what they do. Um, and I want to address another thing that you said. I have all my life been a marketer, then a business development expert or a salesperson, a trainer, a teacher, and an actual um, salesperson. Like I've not just taught it, I've done it. Um, and I have mm -hmm. forever come across people who say, oh, I can put a logo on a t-shirt or a golf shirt, or I can, you know, you know, create, come up with a tagline or they don't understand that marketing is is changed it's not just outbound one-way stream of information where you decide what the message is and you tell the world and then they buy your product or service it is actually right. a science it's it's a, an academic um discipline marketing is not as easy as we who are good at it make it look it is 
you know, there have to be metrics by which we measure our success. There has to be a win-loss ratio. There has to be, marketing is not just logos on golf shirts. So I just want to say kudos to you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're not just Julie, the cruise director on the love boat, folks. And I know I'm dating myself by saying that. Um, yeah. But it's a, no, I, I know exactly who you're referring to. <laughs> yes. It's a serious discipline. And to be able to, um, I, I don't think these days companies who are, that, are, that are progressive and thought leaders like Kilroy is, I don't think they can you know, thrive. They might be able to survive, you know, but I don't think they can thrive without people like you who share their good works and who create, like again, thought leadership, who create an image or an idea in the listener, viewer, audience mind and then provide solutions or in your case, um, properties or, you know, um, let's just say products, services, properties, solutions that become realities. You know, you're, mm -hmm. you're creating excitement around your idea and then you're actually presenting the tangible. Um, I think that's fascinating. Right. I, I love the world that you're in. It's not my world. My world has been financial services and legal services, but I think what you do is, highly fascinating and i again get to see it day to day here where i live in the bay area well tell us something surprising about you um beyond you know what we've heard and beyond maybe what most people know maybe there's something about you that most people don't know make sure you're comfortable sharing it with the world <laughs> oh my goodness um let's see something surprising about me let's say let's go personal um i'm actually very shy. Um, that might that might be a surprising to you, uh, very surprising to a lot of people. But I am an introverted extrovert, um, but I, I found my confidence in high school and beyond by I used to be a competitive jazz singer, and um, wow. not anymore. Um, and I, I, I used to tour with my school for that, and now I'm trying to find my voice again and with my kids and sharing my little ditties and songs with her and. It's been a lot of fun to, to, to bring that back is to, uh, to, to sing and to, to um, share that with, with her. Um, my, my husband is very musical, so my goal is for us to be our own little musical family. <laughs> um, and it's been, it's been a lot of fun in that aspect. Is to, I am blown away. That's amazing. I would love to hear you in action. I have to say a lot of introverts do... Um, engage in playing instruments or singing it's their outlet like a lot of doctors lawyers that that's their yeah and they tap into that right side of the brain i would love to hear you in action that's incredible i'm so blown away oh that's sweet um yeah no very don't tell that to very many people but yeah but now hello world i uh, used to sing and i'm trying to sing again <laughs> well let me know whatever i can do to help you um get you a stage connect you with people get you i mean that's i love that and the fact that you have this corporate by day jazz singer by night you know i love that it's so great <laughs> oh i like that too i like that <laughs> yeah yeah it's great well, let me ask you one last question before we go. And everyone who listens knows that I'll write all this in our blog. I'll share Shannon's bio and some pictures and let you get to know her better. Um, but if you want to reach out to her and ask her questions or how she got to where she is or more about her journey or even about Kilroy, how can they reach you, Shannon? 
Um, LinkedIn is always a great platform. Yes. So I, I'll share that with you, Susan. So, and then um, Instagram, I think that's a wonderful platform um, to share and get to know people. So if you want to get to know a little bit more about me, Instagram is also, I'll share my handle as well and um, my email. And if you have any questions about me personally or professionally or to where I am, it's an open door. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you for one being here with me today. I feel like I know you better now and I look forward to maybe we should grab lunch someday. And two, I would thank love that. you for sponsoring the Empowered Women 2019 inaugural event. Uh, it was a, a huge success by all measures, like all met. There wasn't anything that I felt should have been, you know, not done or done differently. Um, we had a few surprises, as you know, our uh, keynote was switched out at the last minute due to unforeseen and unavoidable circumstances. And we bob and we weave and we bend and we flex and we made it happen. And it was perfect. It was perfect. Thank you. It thank was a wonderful you. event. Good. You're good. welcome. We were proud to be a part of it. Well, thanks. And then the last thing I want to say is uh, check out Kilroy, folks. Um, it's amazing. It's amazing. Your website is, did you do the website, by the way? Did you oversee that project? I did. Oh I did. my gosh. I was blown away. I know a good website when I see one. It is fantastic. <laughs> um, I actually um, made my husband sit down and go through it with me because he knows John, but he didn't know Kilroy like he now knows Kilroy for having gone through each and every page. I was like, this is dynamic. It's moving and see how it captures the viewer. And he's like, oh my God, you're way too excited about this website. <laughs> but I love it. You did a fantastic job. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Have a happy thank holiday, you, everyone. You as well. Bye-bye.